going to the heart of this thing. 24 hours ago, we were sitting in the Pogo Lounge at the Beverly Heights Hotel. In the patio section, of course. Drinking Singapore slings with mezcal on the side. Hiding from the brutish realities of this foul year of our Lord, 1971. Perhaps this is the call you've been waiting for all this time, sir. Perhaps. Yep. Mmm. Mmm, really? Yeah? Why not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, wait. That was headquarters. You want me to... You want me to go to Las Vegas at once. Make contact with a Portuguese photographer from the Serta. He'll have all the details. All I have to do, check into my soundproof suite. He'll seek me out. What do you think? Sounds like real trouble. You're gonna need plenty of legal advice before this thing is over. Oh, yeah. As your attorney, I advise you to rent a very fast car with no top. Yeah. And you'll need the cocaine now. Tape recorder for special music. I got pulled court shirts. Get the hell out of LA for at least 48 hours. Blows my weekend. Because naturally, I'm gonna have to go with you. And we're gonna have to arm ourselves to the teeth. Well, why not? These are the things worth doing. We're doing right. I don't know what you like. <laughs> I like to watch, Eve. What do you mean, I like to watch? I like to watch. Don Hall. This is Donnie Smith. And this is the I Like to Watch podcast, a podcast that begs the question, what studio movie did Donnie pick for this week, not thinking that it was a studio movie? This week's movie is (laughs) 1998's Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, uh, directed by Terry Gilliam, written by Gilliam and some other people because there was some a lot of work on this movie over the years. Oh, yeah. Get it to the fucking screen, the book to the screen. A lot of work, a lot of work, a lot of people. Um, yeah, uh, I picked it. <laughs> I mean, if you listen to the last episode, it was really off the cuff. We were just kind of riffing yeah. one. and Just popped out of your mouth, yeah. And if, I told I told Mary Lynn today, I'm like, of all the Christina Ricci movies, I picked Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas because Christina Ricci got mentioned. I, I just, yeah. Like, that makes me feel like an asshole. But, you know, <laughs> she, aside from that. Yeah. She you know, was 18. She was 18. But I, not even the hot. She, yeah, no. And I have not a, her best movie. Not her, it's not. It's not, no, no, no. It's, it's not even her movie. I mean, no. she's in the thing for like, you know, 75 seconds. If you oh, it's a little it. longer. It's it, a, well, it yeah, is longer. Fine at all, but yeah, but yeah, you know, but yeah. but you know, uh, so yeah, that makes me feel like an asshole. But uh, yeah, uh, I guess fuck my solidarity with the with the strike. It's just been look. The writers were the biggest deal. That shit got taken care of. They signed it. They ratified it. That's beautiful. It's wonderful. The strike is over. The actors are still fucking doing their shit, and it's just like I don't know. At a certain point, everybody's got to fucking 
figure the shit out. I think it's more on the studios to figure it out because they did clearly figure it out with the writers. They can figure it out with the actors, but like, I'm just fucking tired of all of it. And I just fucking forgot, Don. It's been a lot of fucking what months at this point. It's been, yeah, this is been. I just yeah. forgot, man. I just it's forgot. All right. And I'm they, like, I don't give a fuck. And and we talked about this a little bit, like not really talked about it, but like it's kind of understood. It's our fucking podcast. We could have just fucking been like, fuck this. We'll record next week if we want to. Yeah. Uh, fuck that. I don't want to do that. I, I made the call. I, I liked the movie. And you didn't even and, realize it was a studio film until this, no, this I mean, afternoon. This like, fucking this afternoon. afternoon you, well, and that's the fucking I, irony, dude. I figured I, it out I, when I started. I figured it out when I was watching it. When you're then I went. On it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dar, 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 fucking you. I was like, God, I was like, yeah, and, and I didn't, right I didn't really, right I didn't there. really think that much about it until I was, I was actually, I was at the gym, I was at the gym working out, and all of a sudden my Apple Watch buzzes, and it's you going, Jesus Christ! I just figured out I picked a studio movie for this. I, I went, just hit me, and I went, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you, I just laughed. I just laughed because <laughs> i went you know it's you know, you know nobody's, it is what it is if track. i get a slap on the fucking wrist from the you i don't fucking nobody's gonna give who gives so it. let's talk about the movie i i have to say i have to say is interesting um and and uh just sort of uh along and and, and i think i've got a, a reason for it but it, it was very interesting to me because this is this is not a movie i thought you would have picked oh wow okay yeah yeah because you know i mean because it and and it may just be I'm I'm gonna let you talk about why you like to watch it and then I'll tell you why it, it's it, it sort of shocked me that this was like your pick so I'm I'm fascinated okay. to hear why, why you love this movie. I love this movie. Uh, first of all, this is the, again this is 1998. This is hardcore in the midst of my like. You know, I think you talked about uh, having a having a having a hard on for Kurt Russell. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay, this is this is solidly in my like. If Johnny Depp wants to fuck, like I, you know, I'd be down. all right. I, I'd be, yeah. I'd be, I'm not, but I, I'd be down for the like. It's like, yeah. but it's like a talent fuck. <laughs> no, and I don't. Mean, yes, yes. He's yeah. like, I, he, he's, 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 he's up there with Brad Pitt and like these, these like, like beautifully handsome men that have been on screen, right? Like, yeah. I, you know, there's a list of them, of course, but like he's right up there with all of them. Um, his fascination and the way he was able to kind of like um, transcend his kind of teeny bopper years by going hard fucking core into character acting um, from the onset, just yeah. hardcore into it. Um, yeah, man, he 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 was one of those people. I I, I had a um, Jane Galloway Heights used to be a casting director in Chicago back eighties nineties. And I was doing a play, I was doing um, Agatha Christie's The Mousetrap with her at Drury Lane Oakbrook Dinner Theater. And oh, she, was yeah. smoke, she was she was my smoking buddy. So, you know, we would always hang out together. And, I, you know, a lot of conversations about acting and actors and the process, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, I asked her at one point, I was talking to her about Johnny Depp and Gary Oldman. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because to me, these these are these are two two just examples, just two examples of actors that really have um a body of work of of big characters 
Yeah, yeah, they these you know? yeah, yeah, they 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 can go all the way. They it, it's yeah, you know, it, it, and I don't think either one of them. I mean, Oldman has had some uh, what I would what I would absolutely call scenery chewing okay, uh, yes. roles. Yes. Depp yes. doesn't have as many what I would call. I mean, definitely the pirates movies, but not as many scenery chewing. I, I mean, I, yeah, I see. I see most of his most of. I will say that this movie, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, I think this turn was. I would I would categorize this as his Brad Pitt's and Twelve Monkeys turn. This was the moment when everybody went, "Oh fuck, this guy can fucking transform into somebody different." Because this is a big swing for the fences performance. Oh wow! But okay. but I always thought he was a lot more understand. Maybe that maybe if you 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 probably named some movies he was in before this where he was really just like huge. But I always thought he was a lot more subtle until he did Hunter, and as soon as he did you know roll 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 Duke, as soon as he played that character, I saw him on screen. Went Jesus Christ! He can go all the way. I mean, that's like a it's like a Daniel Day Lewis. I drink your milkshake. It's huge. It's ridiculous and awesome. So yeah. But I, I always thought he was a little more sedate, or, or not sedate. Sedate's actually not the right word. Just more subtle. Like he was not a, a scenery chewer until that. But that's but that's why I would say because because Oldman is the same way. Like he yeah. has he has e even in the professional he has moments of 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 like very controlled silence. Yeah, but when he and goes big, he fucking goes really fucking big. He, when he goes big, where you're like it's out of control, and, and that's why and that's why I don't understand some people's like like they shit on Al Pacino after you know it's like no I mean actor that's what actors do right yeah and like, sometimes you get a swing. If, well, and if the director didn't like the shape of the storytelling, the director would take a different or choose a different take for the movie. Yeah, yeah. Or direct direct the actor in a different way, right? So, no, no. I mean, I mean, I mean, before this, he has Donnie Brasco, which understated the Brave, which I don't think anyone has fucking no, seen. That's no movie. one's seen the movie, right? Um, you know, Nick of Time, Dead Man, Don Juan, Ed Wood is a big swing. Man. Okay, okay, all right. See, Ed I didn't, re I didn't realize, <laughs> I didn't realize Ed Wood was before this, and that well, is a on, big swing. Well, that is a big swing. Well, sure, it's true. I a, it's true. I got a, I got a bigger one for you. Cry Baby, the John Waters movie. Well, that's a musical. Uh, that doesn't count as a big swing. And he's basically it's also playing, a John Waters movie. Which, yeah, and he. It, but he's ba he's basically playing uh, sort of an exemplar of himself. It's like here I am, this very good looking, very I'm I'm this teen heartthrob, sure. and it's a musical. So I, I, oh yeah, he's taking the cool. piss. He's taking the piss out of himself at that. Yeah, point. exactly. So I wouldn't say that was a scenery chewer, but Ed Wood Ed Wood is definitely a scenery chewer because that is some yeah. big. Well, that was Ed Wood was the one I went. Oh, he's fucking funny. I mean, yeah. he's well, really, I, I, really funny. I, I dead man, dead man. He's super subdued, but that's why it works so well. Sure, I have, I have an affinity for him from Benny and June, where yeah. he's doing. He, I mean, look, he's aping uh, Harpo Marx, Harpo and and uh, Buster Keaton a lot. Buster Keaton you a know, little bit, yeah. He's he's aping a lot of those, but that's the work that he does as an actor, right? He he finds these inspirations. Well, what did he say about? Uh, Ed Wood. It was something about uh, Ronald Reagan meets like a uh, uh, fucking what was that dummy? That, uh, that Charlie McCarthy. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah. It's like Ed. It's you know what I mean. Like that's that's where he was coming from with that. So like it's that kind of um, kind of background work, that kind of inspiration work 
that yeah. really uh, uh, fascinated me about uh, Johnny Depp and Gary Oldman too, uh, to an extent. We'll talk about him for different movies, but th this is yes, this is one of those movies for me where, I mean, he 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 he. Huh. The movie is a mess. Um, it's got uh, brilliant visuals, yeah. But overall, overall, there there is like no character development. Um, I don't know that we as an audience necessarily learn something, um, but we definitely feel something. I felt some. I don't know if I learned anything, but I felt something the entire time watching this movie. Yeah. Um, it's a hard move. It's a hard movie to watch. I haven't watched this movie in, in probably a decade. Um, yeah, I own yeah. A physical media. But when I, did you did you see it in the theaters? Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay, all right. I saw. Yeah, I saw. I saw. I like anytime Johnny Depp was in a fucking movie theater. Okay, like that. That for me. That for me was a reason to go to a movie theater. You know what I mean? Like okay. he was, you know, he was it's in, one of my movie stars. What's fascinating I, like, to me I'm is I. I saw it in 98, um, but my draw was Gilliam. I didn't care about most of it. And, and I, I, at that time, I had never read uh, much. I, I think I, I think before that I had read uh, uh, what's the, 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 the first book, the hell's angels. I hell's read Angel. that book. Yeah. I read his first book and I liked the writing, but it didn't transform, you know, just like, okay, I really liked it, but okay. That was fine. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't full on Gonzo. He was kind of Gonzo, but he wasn't full on Gonzo until Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and which was the Fear and Loathing Part One, and then mm -hmm. the next year is Fearing Lo Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail, trail which was right. in seventy two. Right, right. But right. Uh, I didn't read any of those. My draw was Terry Gilliam. I loved Terry Gilliam, sure. um, and and consequently, and this is what my experience was. I saw it in the theaters. Thought it was hysterical. I mean, it's a fucking yeah. mess. It it really is just sort of like what it is. It's it's I love Lucy with psychedelic drugs. They take a bunch of fucking drugs. They do something fucking stupid and crazy. They escape to the room. They take some more drugs. They encounter some more shit. Things go awry. They get back to the room. That rinse repeat. Um, but I still thought it was a very funny movie. Now, after that, um, I I really became very interested in hst and uh and read uh fear and loathing in las vegas and then read fear and loathing on the campaign trail and today in watching it because i haven't seen it since it came out right and today I, I watched i watched it twice this week um and and it was just because the i watched it the first time and i went why isn't this funny at all to me and I, and and I thought, okay, that's interesting. And one of the things that I that I that I kind of walked away is like now this movie is sort of a bizarre intersection of things that I hold dear. It's 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 Gilliam, it's Hunter S. Thompson, right. it's Vegas, yeah. and it's Johnny Depp, who I've become a huge fan of. Well, and um, and just a lot of people in this movie just. Oh yeah, there's I mean Gary Busey's in it, you know, and you know, but but what really got me was um and I I watched it a second time tonight before getting on here because I was like, okay, because I don't I I find this to be a terribly it, I mean it's a satire, but I guess one of the things that I walked away from, and I think it's because because I've probably read Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and the campaign trail, I've probably 
read both those books a dozen times. I love those books. I love the writing. I love, but what, what I realized, and maybe it's because I know Thompson was writing about from the, from the get-go, even in the Hells Angels book, he was, he was really this very disillusioned, uh, you know, he was, he was like a really disappointed optimist because he really believed in the counterculture of the sixties. And by the time he got to the eighties, um, he, he was just so bereft that, that all of, all of that failed, you know, and even, even when he was writing these books, you know, you had you had the, the 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 assassination of the Kennedys and Martin Luther King. You had uh, Vietnam. You had Nixon, and he his writing is really just a repudiation of of ev- all this idealism that came out of the '60s that so quickly just failed. And he he really attached it to the American dream. And what I know is as he got closer to when he committed suicide, his writing became increasingly nihilistic. And mm. he wasn't a nihilist at the beginning, but by the time he 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 died those last 10 years, he was a full-on life has no meaning. Well, I hate everybody. It was kind of like Carlin in that way. Yeah, I think I think well, unlike Carlin, I I think when you uh, kind of I look, I'm just my opinion. If you live life with that amount of optimism and that amount of insight and hope for fucking humanity, when you don't see it come to fruition, at a certain point, it's just got to feel like a kick in the fucking throat, you know. And yeah, he was pretty he was pretty angry, but that was the thing that I I thought about this movie because when I saw it in '98, again, I thought it was really funny. Um, by 98, I had done my share of uh, their suitcase. I hadn't done either, <laughs> but I'd done masculine. I'd done no, no, uh, no, no, no adrenal gland. Uh, you know, no, 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 adrenochrome or whatever that shit is. Yeah, I, didn't, yeah, yeah. I didn't do any of that, but I'd done, I'd done peyote. I'd done acid. I'd done mushrooms, um, uh, mescaline. You know, I, I'd done, I'd done a lot of drugs and, sure. and quite a few psychedelic drugs. and what I thought was really funny about it was the visuals. It was the Terry Gilliamness of it. It was, yeah. this looks, this is the closest I'm ever going to see a movie recreate the experience of being on acid or psychedelics. It is so fucking crazy to watch. And that's one of the reasons that I would pick this as an, I like to watch because like it's, if, if you don't do that shit, which I haven't, I, I, you know, cocktails and uh, some, you know, weed over the years not some a lot of weed over the years um that's really kind of my experience um i've never done anything else uh partly out of uh understanding that uh i probably would like it too much and and should uh, not oh you totally would you totally would exactly so so i don't do it um but this is one of those movies where it's like this is as close as you could probably get to the visual yeah it is it is Right. It is. Yeah. And so the thing that, is, that, there's, that's one of the reasons. But and yeah, in watching right. this film, there is not a question in my mind that uh, Benicio de Toro and Johnny Depp and Terry Gilliam, all in preparation for this movie, were were were, were pop, popping tabs. I, there's no question yeah, in my mind. Yeah, they've done. Yeah. I, I, well, they've done it. But I mean, Johnny Depp lived with fucking Hunter yeah, 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 a, a couple of months before yeah, doing the movie. So exactly. So, yeah, I, I, so I, a lot of like that he, going yeah, on. Yeah. With an acid frenzy. All these horrible realities began to dawn on me. 
Here I was, alone in Las Vegas, completely twisted on drugs. No cash, no story for the magazine. And on top of everything else, I had a gigantic goddamn hotel bill to deal with. I didn't even know who'd won the race. Maybe nobody. How would Horatio Alger have handled this situation? Stay calm. Stay calm. I'm a relatively respectable citizen. Multiple felon, perhaps, but certainly not dangerous. Luckily, I had taken the soap and grapefruit and other luggage out to the car a few hours earlier. Now, it was only a matter of slipping the noose. Yeah, wait, 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 here, here, here. Take this, all right. Oh. We've been looking for you. <laughs> the game was up. They had me. Many fine books have been written in prison. Huh? Sir? What? Um, this telegram came for you. Well, actually, it's not for you. It's for uh, somebody named uh, Thompson, but it says care of Raoul Duke. Do you, do you, does that mean anything? Yes, yes, it means a lot. Thanks. Uh, I, I checked the register for this, uh, this man, Thompson. We don't show him, but I figured he might be part of your team. Oh, he is. Don't worry, I'll get it to him. Yeah. Um, um, what confused us was uh, Dr. Gonzo's uh, signature on the telegram from Los Angeles when we knew he was right here in the hotel. Right. You did the right thing. Never try to understand a press message. About half the time we use codes, especially with Dr. Gonzo. See you. Um, tell me. Uh, when will the doctor be awake? Awake? What do you mean? Well, um, my manager, Mr. Heem, would like to meet him. It's nothing unusual. Um, Mr. Heem likes to meet all of our large accounts. Uh, uh, put them on a personal basis, you know? Just just a, a, a chat and a handshake. You understand? Of course. But if I were you, I would leave the doctor alone until after he's eaten his breakfast, because he's a very crude man. Jesus, God. But the thing is, the sure. thing is, in, in the beginning, when I saw it the first time, it was a comedy. Um, it doesn't, it, it's really not about anything for anybody that's never seen it's like the a film two hour long it's, it's a road trip it starts it's, off yeah, go ahead. it's a it's it's a it's a it's a two hour long seinfeld episode with a shit ton of drugs and a yeah. lot better and a lot better yeah. acting yeah because the framework the framework behind it since you didn't do a synopsis is yeah, that i don't that know roll roll duke uh roll Raul, Raul duke however you want to pronounce it is really the stand-in for hunter s thompson and that's how it is in the book and uh dr gonzo his samoan attorney yeah yeah okay and they basically um he is assigned by rolling stone although they don't mention rolling stone in the movie they do mention it in the book quite a bit yeah. they assign him uh 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 go to Vegas and cover the mint 500, which was an actual, uh, like a, a, a out in the desert motorcycle dune buggy right. race. Right. So he, he, he goes with his, his buddy and they go to Vegas and they start to cover this, realize it's very quickly. And this comes from the book as well. You get a little of the movie, but they, you know, they, they realize that they don't need to see this race there's nothing to see it's just a fucking dust bowl right there's no what, what did he say it's something like, it's like there's yeah. there were there were there were some 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 hundred odd amount of people who were all taking off 10 at a time every two minutes yeah 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 and it's so like, so so they just and they bring all these fucking drugs and they bring weapons and they spend the entire time they're in vegas and then in la and then back to vegas uh 
just getting shit faced and and thompson the, the, to me the, the subject is the failure of the american dream it's yeah. the the sea to shining sea derangement of american it's the the weird yeah. mix of forbidding puritanism yeah. and sort of capitalism it's the straight arrow cops who who seem What's weirder that? than the weirdos and that normal recreational activities seem fucking weirder than psychedelics Right, and it's it. I I love this description of it. It's the American dream as a peyote nightmare. Yeah, yeah, and I I think visually that comes across. Oh yeah, I think I think depending on your uh, frame of mind and your your personal state of uh, inebriation or consciousness, um, it it can be either a really fun fucking ride, or a a, a fucking nightmare of tedium. Uh, and like because uh, i'm just yeah. I, you know watching this movie i started it one night i got about an hour in and i said you know what i bought the ticket i'm not taking the fucking ride this yeah, is, yeah. i can't i'm just i'm not fucking into it i cannot get into this i just well, can't. I don't well know. And, and if you look I, at the structure can't get into it's, it. it's funny that you mentioned that because oh. the first hour up until up until uh duke escapes you know, up until they kind of split up and he, he mm -hmm. drives to L.A. and then gets pulled over by Gary Busey and then goes to Baker's Baker and sees yeah. Toby McGuire, yeah. McGuire with that fucked up skull That's cap hair. Yeah. It's so fucking yeah. funny. It's such a great choice, yeah. but it makes no sense at all. And up until that point, it's just like a fever dream. It's loud. It's unrelenting. It's constant. And it just is a mind blow. At that point, it's almost like, okay, I'm going to sober up a little bit. And then he gets it, it there, there suddenly becomes like maybe a narrative. You never get the narrative, but it's a little calmer. It's a little calmer. Um, the, it's mostly like the, the first hour is all at night, except for the very, very beginning when they're in the restaurant. And then, and then most of the second hour is in the daytime. So it's kind of. And in and out of hotel rooms and casinos where there is no time. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. It's it's, 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 it's a little it's, yeah. it's it's I you know it's a it's a hard look. It's a hard recommendation because like you really do have to be in the right kind of frame of mind to take this movie on. That's why I didn't think. That's why when you said it, I was like, I was. A yeah. little well, look. It, well, it's it's I it it's been a long time, and I remember again. And this is what I think about. This is what I love about the podcast is like we have these moments where it's like, yeah, I I love that movie, you know, and I really love that movie, and I still love that movie. Or like this one, I remember really loving that movie. Or Evil Dead, remember Evil Dead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it like, when I saw it. I didn't like it. Remember, yeah. like I'm gonna I'm gonna revisit that one, you know, and like yeah, it's it's fun like having seen this movie when it first came out in the theaters and owning the DVD and seeing it over the years, but not having seen it in many years. Um, yeah. Coming at it from a different, I'm like, I'm coming at it from like, I'm married. I have a kid. Yeah. I own a house. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm a fucking square basically, you know? And it's interesting seeing the movie from that lens versus like, you know, like a fucking teenager or 20 some year old kid who's just like, I can fucking do whatever I want. I'm going to take out the world. Yeah. Well, to me, to me, that's one of the things that I, that I really thought was interesting was, and, and, and have you read the book? I'm just curious. I haven't. And uh, Mary Lynn even said, she's like, it's interesting that you got 
are gonna you've never read the book and i'm like no she owns the book she's the yeah. book i think it's uh, i think father's it, copy of the book before she yeah it, it's own. it's fucking um, brilliant yeah she's and, like and, how can you talk in this the movie, movie the book when you've never read the book yeah and, and like, one of the no, things they can't but Don can't. Don definitely can. Well, one of the things that was very interesting when when they finally because you're right, you said this earlier that it took a long time for the guys. This was, and there's always going to be books that come along where people say this is unfilmable. Nobody thought this could be. You could make a movie out of this book, you know. And right. uh, and what what is really nice about this movie, if you've read, you know, and again, I read the book afterwards and then watched it again, is it is scrupulously faithful to the book i mean it is i mean most well, of the voiceover is word for word out of the book yeah and it's well Gill gilliam said there was um there were two writers that were previously attached to bringing this into life there was a lot of rigmarole about rights and this that and the other and blah 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 blah. and when gilliam ended up getting attached he and another writer that he brought on with him basically said that they 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 just cannibalized the book yeah. So that was it is the book on screen. Like it's the book on screen. Read the book. Yeah. Uh, you know, th it's a, that it's, is it's, like all of the best, all of the best lines. Uh, uh, not the best lines. All yeah. of the dialogue is, is uh, basically all the, Yes. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, 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 like I said, it's very rare to see a book go to screen and have it be almost indistinguishable, indistinguishable from the actual. Mm. There's now the, the now, thing is. There's a lot more in the book, but it's more uh, Thompson theorizing and kind of holding court. So uh, it's it's an interesting thing. What it reminds me of is uh, Zack Snyder's Watchmen, because Watchmen, um, as a graphic novel, was known by everybody. Said that there's just this is unfilmable. Nobody can ever film this book. This this graphic novel Which makes no sense because every fucking thing is a storyboard. It's well, have you graphic. have you have you read Watchmen? Have you read the the, the graphic novel? No, I, I I own it. I've honestly yeah. I own it. There's I've there's read I mean, it, but I okay. It. The, the thing pictures, about it is, man. Well, no, it's not all. That's that the thing. It's not all pictures because there's so many fucking okay. things in the margin. There's an entire okay. other comic book as a part of it, and there are constant huh. asides that he wrote in the margins that are okay. commentary. So there's a lot of this cool. book that can possibly be filmed. And what Zack Snyder right. did, and I think he did a nice job of it, actually, because I think it's a very good movie, um, is that he did. He just focused on Dave Gibbons, uh, the storyline, the storyboards. He just did that. He ignored, for the most part, right. the rest of it. And then he made, I think, a huge mistake in changing the ending. Hmm. For why yeah, I don't, I mean, that's yeah, yeah, but anyway, we'll talk about anyway, that weather. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that movie. But yeah. what I really like about this, it's 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 really interesting. And what's what you get, I think, again, and 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 at this point, it's been so long, it's hard for me to distinguish. But I think you get from reading the book and then watching the movie is that Duke and Dr. Gonzo are presented as the wild outsider protagonists. And when you look at it, they are actually not, they're, 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 they're the villains of the story. They are the most corrupted by this failed American dream. They're doing everything they accuse America doing. They are 
uh, you know, they're, 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 they're living it up. They're trashing hotel rooms. They don't have to pay for, they're getting away with everything short of murder and they embody this American dream that he has been criticizing throughout the entire book, sort of like this nightmare of excess and consumption. And we just, when I saw it the first time, I just thought, oh yeah, they're the wild and crazy guys and this is what they're doing. And then when I read the book and then read the book and then read the book and then saw the movie and then read the book, you know, that kind of thing, years of this. Uh, and I watched it this time. I went, oh yeah, they, they, it, it's almost, they are the embodiment of the American dream that Thompson was so pissed about. And, and, and so it changes for me, it changes it from a comedy to a pretty dark criticism, not only of America, but of himself, which is fascinating and really keeps in turn. It, it really keeps it in line with some of the self-loathing that comes out to his later work. And so I was like, that was fascinating to me. And then and, and, and actually, I'm going to give you a perfect example. The novel, the novel, the, the, the movie doesn't end quite like this, but the novel ends with uh, Roland Gonzo in that diner um, and finally being given directions to the American dream. And the place that they end up in the end of the novel turns out to be a derelict, burnt out building frequented by individuals who are addicted to drugs. They are the American dream that he is so critical of. And that's kind of what I get out of the book. So when I watch the movie again, the humor, I see the humor, but what I really see is more of the self-criticism in the behavior of these two characters, you know, and, and, and then you have to back up and say, okay, this is some brilliant acting. I mean, Johnny Depp, is although the one thing I think is most interesting is is you know where the the cigarette holder came from that he's always got stuffed in his mouth. Hunter or Johnny Depp? Hunter S. Thompson was not. I mean, he had a cigarette holder, but that was not what he approved. The cigarette holder came from Roll Duke, the character in Doonesbury. Hmm. And he was a character in Doonesbury, and he perpetually had the cigarette holder in his mouth and every panel. And Johnny Depp took that. What I thought was cool about it was it helped him sound more like uh, Thompson. And it was fun to watch him play with it in different scenes, in different moments. And he used it in like a dozen different ways. Sometimes he uses it as a pointer. Sometimes it's empty. Sometimes he fills it up. Sometimes a cigarette just busted, not lit. I mean, so I think that's fun. Um, but I, 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 that's the thing I think is most interesting about that choice. But he looks like him. He moves like him. He sounds just like him. Um, and I think uh, Benicio de Toro like gained forty pounds for the role. And and it, it's easily the most. <laughs> this sounds crazy, given that he is playing a completely inebriated. Uh, stoned out of his mind guy the whole movie it is probably the most easy to understand character he's ever played that i've ever seen <laughs> i understand everything he says in this movie i don't always understand almost anything he says in almost any other movie he does so yeah i jeez, i <laughs> i don't know what else to talk about you covered it all 
I mean, yeah, well, I, yeah, that's the thing is I, you know, it, it is one of those things where, yeah, I just, I really got into this. I, 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 I was so excited. Actually, I was, I was very excited because I haven't seen it in so long. So I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to watch it again. Did, did Mary Lynn watch it with you? No, she didn't. We didn't have time. Uh, oh, okay. To watch it together. Um, yeah, it took me a, a couple of days to get through it again. Uh, yeah. Again, partly because, you know, when you begin it, you know, if you're not in it, it's no way to continue watching it. So yeah. <laughs> that's, you yeah, it is from the beginning and go all the way through. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a tough movie. It's a tough movie to watch, I like but I, I, I like, I like it. The thing is, I think uh, there are three people in that are involved in this film that all three of them, I can say, I consider mad yet flawed geniuses. Hunter S. Thompson, Terry Gilliam, Johnny Depp. And not everything lands, but I think I think it was a brilliant choice, and I, I applaud it. Yeah, it's, you know, I think there's more, uh, I, I think there are more ideas in the movie than uh, one movie can handle. I think that's fair. You know, I think I think that's why novels like this uh, uh, deserve to be uh, read and reread and reread. I, I will I will give it my first shot uh, coming up soon. Hopefully, I highly recommend it. I think you I think you will like it. It's it, yeah. it's it's dark and weird, and it is it's not that well. It's not any different than the film, but his way of phrasing things, his way of looking at the world is worth yeah you know waiting it. what's yeah what's what's interesting is the kind of uh and i'll be curious to see how this plays in the book versus the movie it's it's you know when you're that whacked the fuck out of your mind um you're just kind of you're 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 just kind of commenting you're, you're it's like a commentary on what you're seeing you know and 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 look i i have no judgment about people whacked out of their fucking minds especially ones as eloquent as as hunter as the most <laughs> yeah poet hunter s thompson dr hunter thompson um you know but yeah it's it, it that's a curious thing to me because look you know um Roger Ebert, Uncle Roger, hated this fucking movie. He, I, but, you know, he, Mr. he really Gene did, Sisko, didn't he? But Mr. Gene Siskel really loved it. And I think that's the kind of thing. Like, you guys on Literate Ape have your uh, Rorschach uh, thing. And I think this I think this really is kind of a Rorschach of a movie, you know? And I just, I experienced it myself just in the past, like, week. Because we got, I didn't get to watch. I have it on DVD, so I did not try to watch it in New York. Um, but when we got back, it did it, it, it has taken me a couple of days to watch it. And you know, I experienced that Rorschach myself, you know. In in one instance, you sit down and you try to watch it and you're just not there. You're seeing a certain thing, feeling a certain thing, and you're like, fuck this, I can't do it. But then in another situation, on another day, at another time, with how whatever you ate for breakfast or whatever shit you took that day, you know, now you're in the mood to fucking watch it and you're there and you're there, you were there with it, with them the whole fucking time, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's 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 you know I'll, I'll I'll be curious to see what the reading experience is like. Yeah, I what I'll say about this movie too, like Depp, it's the closest I feel, and I have a couple uh, my one of my examples in in my one of my double features, but like it's one of those experiences where I I've never met Hunter Thompson. I saw Johnny Depp portray Hunter Thompson before I ever saw an interview 
with Hunter Thompson. But you pull up YouTube and you see some interview. Now you gotta be you gotta be careful because like it's a dramatization of Hunter S. Thompson. Uh it's a drugged out visual fucking Hunter S. Thompson. Hunter S. Thompson in interviews on YouTube right now is so fucking subdued. There was one even I watched from 1975. Okay. He is very laid back compared to what you see Johnny Depp portray him as. Oh yeah. That said, that said, I feel like I met Hunter S. Thompson when I saw this movie. I think I, you know I, I feel you know the same I mean? way. Yeah, I feel the same yeah. way. Yeah. 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 It's, well, it's, it, what, it's, it's what I think. And it's a very interesting thing because you don't see this happen very often. But I think an actor portraying a living person. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, you, you very yeah. rarely see that. But you've got you've got that Johnny Depp, that Hunter S. Thompson, and you've got that uh, Terry Gilliam. And these are all three artists who early in their careers were rewarded for their own excess of imagination. They swung really hard for the fences right out of the gate and were rewarded for their weirdness. Not, not so much depth, not, so not much as depth. much depth, not as much depth, but he did, he did, you know, he, he, he got there, he got, he there. got there, but really, I mean, Hunter S Thompson, he, he, sure. he single-handedly created a style of journalism. The very first book he wrote and was, very, <laughs> right. was, right. was rewarded for that. Terry Gilliam was fucking doing weird ass fucking shit on Monty Python That's and was rewarded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yep. these are two, yep. these, at least those two are, are, are artists oh. were encouraged throughout their career to go as far and as big and as bizarre as they could imagine. And, sure. and, and you just happen to have this movie is sort of this really interesting connection between mm-hmm. artists, artists who have been encouraged their entire career to go overboard. Right. And, and, and right. this is a result. I love it. And, and, and I think it's another reason, which, you know, again, I'm going to defend my fucking choice of picking this film. I, I, uh, it's, it's something that I don't think a studio will ever make again. This is this is one of those movies where yeah. it's like so oh, one and done. It was it was a thirteen million dollar movie, yeah. it, right? I think it was a thirteen million dollar movie, and it what? Wait, hold on, I got to pull it up. It was an eighteen million dollar movie. Okay. It made thirteen million dollars. So yeah, no, this was this a was not a financial failure. Yeah, but, not a popular but, film, but. But the people who fucking were behind this and greenlit it and just saw it through, I, I, there was an interview with Gilliam where he even said, he's like, yeah, nobody really talked to us or gave us shit about this movie because I think all the executives read the book when they were in their formative years and they realized that who fucking knew what this was going to be. Yeah. So nobody really fucking talked to them or gave a shit. It's like, how much do you want? $18 million. 18 is like, what's in our fucking sofas at universal. Like, yeah. fuck it, whatever, do what you want, do what you want. And this came out of it. And I, like, I, this is one of those movies that will, it, they'll never do that again. They'll never oh, no. do 12. They'll never do 12 monkeys again. They'll no. never do uh fucking Fisher King again. And Baron Munchausen. Exactly, they, they never exactly. do it. So like Gilliam is a one and done. He yes, does shit. Yeah, nobody yeah. else gets to do in his yeah. own way. Actually, I've actually read this. I, what did I, where did I see this the other day? It was something about like, you know, um, all the praise that Nolan is getting for Oppenheimer and Scorsese is now, uh, uh, seems, seems to be getting for uh, killers of the flower moon. Um, once these filmmakers are dead, the studios aren't going to make these movies anymore. Ever again. They're just, they're just never going to fucking happen. So everyone, please go enjoy movies like this, like those now, because it, 
it's just that they're going away, man. They're going away. And I don't even know if they're going to be on streaming. Like these are, these are swing for the fences movies. Yeah. Um, um, uh, you know, fear and loathing being one of them. And let's be honest, there's a reason we've never seen the follow-up fear and loathing on the campaign trail as a movie. Well, that right? would like, make a much that I think, I think how prescient would that be scary, nowadays? Yeah, right? It like, would be very prescient, but I think beautiful. Well, fear and loathing in Las Vegas was known as an unfilmable book. Uh, I don't think I'd want to watch uh, Fear and Loathing oh, really? on the campaign. What about, I don't the, think, what about the Hell's Angels? Would I would totally watch Hell's Angels. I would. Oh, that'd be a great fucking movie. So oh, my no God. He was yeah. embedded in the fucking Hell's Angels for a yeah. fucking year. Yep. Yeah. The characters in that book are the funniest, most interesting, fucked oh, up characters God. ever. All right, Mike. You know, I I kind of focused on uh, uh, on a couple of angles with this. Uh, number one, sort of like the very realistic and and uh, and sort of inspired demonstration of drug drug use and how that works, and also um, the protagonists really actually being. And I don't like to use the word villain because that's not really what I mean. No, but the, the, they're the, the heart the, the of anti, their, the anti. It's the anti-hero. Yeah, it's, the anti-hero. They're they're yes. they're the they're the they are the exemplars yeah. of what is being criticized in the film. So my it's first, Goodfellas. it's it's Scarface. It's, yeah, exactly. Hey. Uh, my first is Scorsese's Wolf of Wall Street, 2013. Right. There's that uh, Quaalude scene that is quite. Uh, it's one of my favorite sequences where you see. DiCaprio, like he thinks he's driving and doing all this stuff, and then you yeah, see him. Out of the, yeah, the then you the, then you the see game. him. He can't even fucking function, and it's sure. like, yeah, and and it also contains two characters who are buddies, sure, who enable each other all the time, and are sure. fucking depraved pieces of shit. And that yeah. is, you know, and I and I actually think it's a really really good movie. Yeah. Um, and then uh, my other. Triple feature film is 1996 Train Spotting, wow, and and you know and that's heroin use. And again, it's 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 you know it's like these guys are are the biggest pieces of shit in the world, yeah. but they are likable. They are they all you know you they're, they're the they're the Very center, charming. yeah, they're the Very center charming. of the piece. So you kind of have to follow their journey and enjoy them. Yeah. But that you know, but I think Train Spotting has. Uh, Irvine Welsh's uh, same criticism. Then that's a book that I had read before the movie. Sure. And Irvine Welsh is just he's he is he's just he's he's a combination of a really lovely man and the filthiest man I've ever met in my life. He is just he's a, he's a Scot, right? Yeah, he's just fucking. Right he just right oh my god, yeah, right, exactly. It's like just yeah. filthy. I it's yeah. like holy shit. But I love well, that's it. That's funny. Uh, both of your put, both of your picks are also based on on books. books. So yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, it's, it's solid. Choices. And and what I would do yeah. is I would say, okay, my triple feature. Here's how we're gonna watch it. God, what um, a long fuck. Yeah, please. Tell yeah, me. it's a long night. It's a long night. Well, that's thing. Rice. We're gonna be we're gonna be in the thing. I'm gonna have my I'm gonna have my Duke suitcase. I'm gonna have the suitcase. Well, yeah, and so before Wolf, before Wolf of Wall Street, we're all gonna take a Quaalude and then watch that movie. All right. All right. Okay. And then train spotting. I'm not gonna make anybody do heroin. 
God, please. But we'll do some opioids, which are basically heroin. Yeah. You know, we'll do some Oxycontin, and then we'll watch train spotting. You just smoke some opium because that's even that's just at least easier than. All right, that's fair. Okay, pharmaceutical shit. Smoke, go out in the alley, smoke a little opium, then we'll watch uh, train spotting, and then we take a break. Everybody comes in. Everybody gets a bottle of bourbon. Oh my god! And and an acid tab, and then we watch. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. And that is how you do that triple sh- feature. And then you sleep for, what's he say in the movie? I've been awake for three or four days. If I lay down and take a nap in Baker, I'll be dead for 20 hours. Yes. I just Yeah. Um. All right. I'm going to be at your triple feature uh, handing out bottles of water. <laughs> everyone who wants one oh yeah that's fucking madness I, oh yeah 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 it's um yeah wow um yeah i don't know i haven't seen wolf of wall street in years i have to rewatch that one it's so good I it's not, I, I love that I was, movie i i was i love it you know i felt like the that kind of takedown worked better in american psycho Oh, I think so. Yeah, I think you're yeah, right. I yeah. think you're very right. Talk about a big sweep. Like, Talk yeah. about a scenery chewing yeah. performance. Massive, 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 and he's fucking brilliant. We will. Cover he's that. so good. We yeah. will cover that movie. Yes, we have to. I felt like I felt like it was better done in that movie. Train Spotting, on the other hand, I saw this at the Lagrange Theater on the Grange mm-hmm. Road, nice. south of I-55 in Lagrange Park, Illinois. It was a it was an old movie palace that they had broken up into. I want to say three or four little movie theaters. So you still had the length of the movie, <laughs> but it was very fucking narrow. Yeah. Um, so it was like me and like three people in this little tiny cinema watching this. I mean, the guy crawls out of a shitty fucking toilet. The, the baby crawling along that fucking ceiling at that point when he's going through withdrawal. Oh. Dude, this movie is... I. I I don't need to revisit this movie because, like, visually, I know everything. It fucks. It fucks you up, and it burns. It burns in your brain. Yeah, it really is brilliant. Yeah, really is brilliant. Brilliant introduction to to you and McGregor. Like, it's like this fucking. No wonder the motherfucker became a movie star. Like, yeah, he he has it. He he has. He's good looking. Yeah, he is fucking talented as shit. Yeah, yeah, and he's a really cool guy. Um, he was doing a movie at Lakeshore when I used to work there, and I would go outside sometimes to smoke, and he would be out there having a, a smoke as well, either by one of his Volkswagen bugs that he rehabbed or one of his fucking motorcycles or whatever. And we would just like fucking stand, have a cigarette, and chat. He's just a really nice fucking guy, too. Yeah, he so, seems like one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's a solid fucking movie. And yeah, um, huge fucking crush on Kelly McDonald. In this oh, movie. yeah. Well, who yeah. doesn't? Come on. Come on. I've got green eyes. I've got gray eyes. Oh, God damn. Yeah. No, solid, solid, solid triple feature. I would break these up into two nights, man. I would do a Friday night and a Saturday uh, night. See, that's the thing is if you're going to, if you're going to end, if you're going to take it, take the ride. Yeah. If you're going to end here in Loathing in Las Vegas, which is only a two hour movie, but seems, seems like a six like hour four. movie. Yeah, yeah, six. Yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah. you know, and and that first hour, that first hour is like five hours. It feels like five hours, but that's why you have to do it. If you're going to do it all, you're doing lewds 
and then you're watching God. Wall Street. But you dude, do it. Fucking Wall Street is 180 fucking. Dollars. I know. That's why you got to do lewd before it, Just and then and then right. and then you have opium. We're gonna smoke opium. That's we agreed to that. Smoke opium and watch Train Spotting, and then it fucks your brain really hard. And then you have bourbon and acid, and watch uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. And by the time you're okay. done, you've seen the face of God. Or you've seen the face of Satan. Whatever it is, you have had Darren. to face you have to face your demons, man. Stare into the abyss. That's yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, not that my fucking runtime are much better. I know. I, I did. My, yeah. You're talking about my runtime. I, I saw your face on it. Yeah. Okay. No. All right. Yeah. So um <laughs> my first <laughs> My first pick is it's going to go along the. I had a different pick, um, and then I, I switched it to this one. I so, saw that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, my first pick is is the Doors, uh, Oliver Stone film from 1991 with Val Kilmer as um, uh, uh, Jim Morrison, and and I pick it for that very fucking reason because I. I, none of us, none of us living, I don't think, maybe, maybe there are people out there living who've met Jim Morrison. We have not. I think this is the closest you could get to meeting Jim fucking Morrison is yeah. watching Val Kilmer in this fucking movie. I've seen, there's a lot of um, uh, concert footage that's come out, obviously, over the years online or on, you know, concert movies on streaming or whatever. Um, this fucking guy nailed it, man. Like, it, it, it's an uncanny fucking, performance. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like if he's remembered for anything, like he's had a phenomenal career and yeah. I know he's, he's got some health problems now. Um, it just, it just to have done this in your career, like God, God bless. Like he's yeah. fucking amazing. So yeah. for that reason alone, I picked it. And but it fits. Yeah. You've got, you've got that. You've got this counterculture uh, icon hero uh, who changed the face of, uh, maybe not the face of, but but it was integral in 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 the shaping of rock and roll music and art form. Um, so yeah, yeah, I would equate those these. I, and I think it's a brilliant it, and again, hero, and again, you know, it's it's yeah. an expanded runtime. So yeah, it's worth yeah. it. Oh, it's no, worth it. Okay, but it, and depending on what cut, the theatrical yeah. cut is 141 minutes. The final cut, uh, yeah, the final. bones cut is it's yeah. only like four minutes shorter. Yeah, but, but it. Hey, long fucking movie. Long fucking it's movie. Long movie, but it. really good. Also, but also going to pick it for needle drops, man. Yeah. The fucking soundtracks. The soundtrack of Fear and Loathing. The soundtrack of The Doors. The soundtrack of of actually all of the movies all of, we're picking yeah, are, are, are just dude, golden. Dude, fucking needle drops. And, you know, you got to be a studio to be able to afford those kind of needle drops. They are expensive. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Also, stacked casts. Everybody yeah. gets up. Um, so, yeah. So, the doors. Uh, my next pick. I, I love uh, this pick. This is feature. This might be one of my, this is like one of my top 10 favorite movies of yeah. all time. So, I love 19, it. 1997's Boogie Nights. I love it. Um, I pick it for the uh, ensemble work. I pick it for the scope of storytelling. I pick it for the um uh, again real realistic uh highs and very fucking dark lows of drugs yeah um and i and i pick it for the uh, uh death of the american dream theme that uh i believe it shares with uh fear and loathing yeah yeah i and, and, uh, yeah 
Yeah. I, yeah, I just think Boogie Nights is one of the best movies I've ever That's seen amazing. in my life. In That's my life. Movie. And it, what was he, like 28 years old? Something like that. Fuck him. Yeah, this fucking piece of shit. Wrote and directed this motherfucker. Yeah, so what order were you watching these? What order were you watching these? You know, and are we, we going to have refreshments? Are we going to have refreshments with yours? Because I'm yeah, having refreshments on yeah, time. I didn't, yeah, we got to talk about this. You got to talk about this next time. I did not plan any of that. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I would. I, yeah, I would do uh, boogie nights first, and and just you got to stick with just like martinis and coke. I think if that sounds all right. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. I was alive. Great. Yeah, that's great. Where it was, and coke. Yeah, I was like, you have to do both. You could do one or the other, or you could do both. It's up to you. I was not alive in the '80s, so I really don't know if those go together. And I've honestly never had coke in my life, but I have had martinis, and you can do that with this movie. It's a little classy and can be a little dirty, you know. Why not? Sure. Okay, and, then, um, and then I would do uh, Fear and Loathing, and I would just just do just just try to do all the drugs that they do through that movie you, oh, you can't do all of it just you do just do dead. mushrooms Look, just john, do mushrooms it's a challenge john it's a challenge john. oh my I god know. i don't know try well, it. then, you, then you're you not watching the doors <laughs> if you make it through then you have to then have you sit there and just sit there just sit there with a bottle of jack and a fucking joint and like a pack of fucking hall malls unfiltered okay and then watch the fucking doors there you go. This is good. This is good. That's, I'm making. I just. That's all my ass. I have no idea. This was a fun. I. I you know, like I said, I. I, I enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed watching this. That's yeah. the thing. It's fun. It's funny to me that you picked the movie. Usually, yeah, we never got to that. Why the fuck did you? Why was? Why was it? Why was it such a surprise? Well, the thing about it is, is, is just in our our discussions. We, what are we? Sure. What is this? What episode is this? Like fifty two. This is fifty one. This is fifty one. So we've done fifty of these. Yeah. That that darker movies. No, nah, I wouldn't say darker movies. Movies that don't have a clear narrative mm. seem mm. to bother you. You don't like those as much as I do, and that's okay. I'm, I'm not. I'm not yeah. saying that's. So when oh, you pick this, because this has almost. There's no narrative oh. to this movie. You know what I mean? It's I just, mean that literally by two hours of meandering. You know. So yeah, that that was why when you picked it, I was like, oh wow, because this is a. I mean, this is like almost like a sense memory experience. Yeah, there's there's, there's no there's no coherence to this fucking thing. It's, so I, that, sure, that's, it's. It, it's rare that something like that would like I would jive with something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. When, but again, you you talked about it. When you have that amalgam of storytellers, storytellers, artists, whatever you want to call them, um, yeah, just it it yeah yeah. And again, it didn't work the first time I tried to rewatch it. On yeah, like Monday, you know. But like, yeah, it it it, it worked. It works. It works. It's yeah. You know, don't look for. Uh, fucking three bears structure storytelling. Yeah, it's not it's there. Well, not again, there at all. what I think not is interesting is it took you several times to watch it, and usually I'll watch. You know, we'll we'll pick the movie and I'll watch it once, so that way yeah. it's fresh. Sure. And th this week, and I didn't really have a, a couple. You've watched a couple of them. A couple well, yeah, there have been a, there've been a couple, of, but but usually it's over a couple of weeks. I watched this movie two nights in a row. I mean, I watched yeah. it once, and then I watched it the, the, tonight, and I was like, yeah. Because I, because it just surprised me yeah. that my reaction was not the funny that I remembered it. So I had to watch it again to kind of go, okay, so what am I missing? And kind of examine my reaction mm -hmm. to it. And I went, oh, it's not as funny to me because 
I, I, I'm less, I'm less a damn. You flipped yeah. a lot of it. I lived a lot of it. Way, but, no, you know, but I've also, you know, yeah. I've also lived long enough. To, as you said, yeah. I've lived long enough to see a lot of cracks in that, uh, that promised American dream. And yeah. it doesn't mean I don't have the optimism, but it's harder to have the optimism when you yeah. see those cracks. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, you can, you can read Ayn Rand in your early twenties and then by your thirties, understand how fucked in the head all that shit is. So yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. What do you got for us next time? All right. Next time. And, and, and this was, I was thinking about this. First of all, we're going to go back to an independent film because strike, Thank it may, may or may not Thank be you. over, but uh, I was thinking about movies that 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 I love. That it's like you know, it's called I like to watch, and yeah, I know I know you have these movies where it doesn't matter what time of day, it doesn't matter when, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you're. If it comes on TV, you're gonna stop what you're doing, you're gonna oh, fucking oh, sit oh, down, oh, and you're wait, gonna fucking wait, watch wait, this wait. shit. I know, I know, I know you're dirty dancing. No, shit. Okay. What is it? Um, it is 1993's Richard Linklater, Dazed and Confused. Oh, it is one of my simplest. It's one of my, and, and, and it, 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 it does share in the fear. There is a drug culture. It's in the 70s. It's called um, a stoner movie. Sure. Yeah, it's a stoner movie. But yeah. uh, what, what I like about them, I you know, is, is that I wasn't much younger than the, than, than the younger, youngest characters in this movie. I was that wow. age in 76. At that time? Yeah, oh, in 76. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, right. so when I watched that movie, and, 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 and in fact, when I was 14, I spent the summer in Irving, Texas, which isn't that far from where that was filmed. And so... Nice. You know, it's but I just love this and talk about needle drops. I love this movie. So 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 next time we are going to uh, talk about Dazed and Confused, one of my single favorite movies of all time. All right, all right, all right. All right, that's the show. Thank you, sir. I, I appreciated your pick. I really did. I'm sorry it wasn't all you hoped it would be, but I also understand, dude. When you pick a masterpiece, you pick a masterpiece, and that was a masterpiece. He said he wanted it to be equally loved and hated. Gilliam did. So and, and, and it is. It's sitting solidly at 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. So kudos, Mr. Gilliam. Kudos. Rock and roll. All right. Talk to you next time, my friend. You got it, buddy.